Welcome to the Kim Doyle Show, where I believe business should be fun. Creating, marketing, and mastering your craft is as much about the day-to-day as it is about the big wins and even the epic fails. In this podcast, we're going to talk about all things content marketing, digital marketing, a little bit of mindset, and how to just show up by creating an online business and income that fits your lifestyle. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Kim Doyle Show. Today's episode, let me just tell you, I am going to try my best to not be ranty. I feel like I've been pretty ranty lately. I don't know, maybe it's this, maybe it's that I hadn't recorded in a while and all of a sudden I'm just needing to get all these things out. Either way, I promise you that hopefully, I promise you that hopefully, boy, that was sort of an oxymoron, um, hopefully you're going to feel a little bit of relief. I I think a lot of this is going to resonate with you. And by the end of the show, my intention is that you feel hopeful and, and a little bit fired up maybe. Today's episode is called How Declarations and Explanations Are Crushing Your Soul. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you that not only do I think they're crushing your soul, I think they're also hurting your business. I, I've been thinking a lot about how best to approach this topic. And <laughs> I seem to be in a bit of a role with the rants lately. That was definitely one direction I could take with this. But really, as fun as rants can be, they can also be a little bit draining. And really, I don't know about you guys, but too much ranting and I stop listening. Even when it's done in fun. I have a confession to make to you guys. And don't shoot the messenger here. But I have been watching Christmas movies (laughs) for a few weeks. I told my daughter that she was like, what? (laughs) And she's super into Christmas too, but she's like, I'm not ready yet. She also watches two little girls who are like five and two. Like, that's because you have little kids around you for Halloween. Like, I mean, when my kids were little, we went to town on Halloween. We did the outdoor, like all the, the fog lights. And, I mean, fog lights, um, fog machines and skeletons and webs. And we went to town. I had a Halloween village. I have a Christmas one, too. I actually donated the Halloween one. But so I really got into it. My point with the Christmas movies and sharing that is because it makes me feel good. <laughs> I'm really particular about the things I listen to, watch, or read, I life is hard. It just is. And I choose to put things in that make me feel good. Now that's, <coughs> excuse me, not judging what anybody else listens to, reads, watch, whatever. It's how those things impact me, right? And so I get to be responsible for that. And as I just said, right, hold on. I, have, I forgot to do my right with the circle and the line through it to try to stop this incessant behavior of mine (laughs) for using that word at the end of a sentence. All right. So the other thing with a rant, after a while, it feels like someone is shouting at you or dictating it. At least that's how I take it. And I really start tuning that stuff out. So like many other people, I'm really in this space right now where social media feels super exhausting. And not only is it because of what's going on in the world, right? We're learning to live and function during a pandemic. Not to mention, I don't know about you, but I literally, anything that I see relative to news, I'm like, truth or not truth? I don't know. There's so much noise, right? 
And there it was again. I promise you I'm not going to count. Not to mention, on top of the pandemic thing we're all living through, there is the zoo that is American politics. Um, And so, but because of all that, everything feels forced on social right now. And okay, everything's a broad term, but let's just roll with a little bit of Kim dramatism. (laughs) Dramatism? I think I just made up a word. But it does. It feels really, really tiring. And I think the thing for me that feels most kind of in your face is that people have forgotten how to trust themselves. Never before have we had access to so much information so quickly. You can pretty much learn anything you want with a few clicks of your mouse and either some patience and or an investment, as in a paid course versus, you know, piecing together YouTube videos. And when it comes to YouTube videos, there are plenty of how-to. There's also a lot of information that might tell you the what, but not the how. So, you know, you get to choose whatever works for you, whether you have the money or not. Maybe you've got the patience and you want to take your time. It doesn't matter. You can pretty much learn. You could probably learn anything you want for free online, truly, if if you're that diligent. Um, a shorter path to results is to hire someone, a mentor or coach, hire someone to do it or pay for a course, right? So I saw a quote image on Facebook the other day. Imagine that. I'm just kidding. I share those too. I'm, I'm not judging those. And truly, I am a little bit of a quote nut. I do like them. But I saw this image on Facebook the other day that addressed something I'm sure we've all felt or feel at what time or another. I, I think it was from Tiny Buddha. It's a page. I don't I don't even know if there's a URL for Tiny Buddha. Uh, but it was something along the lines of, if when you're trying to rest, you're judging or shaming yourself for not being productive, you're not really getting rest. And I shared that Zig Ziglar quote, uh, an episode or two or three ago or whatever, where he said, you know, when you th- when you're at work, you feel like you should be at home when you're at home, you feel like it should be work. And no wonder you never get anything done. You're always traveling, right? So when your mind is not when you're not present, it's exhausting. And you know what, I, I was thinking about this in terms of we accept that it's okay to sleep at night because we're tired. But why shouldn't we sleep during the day if we're tired? <laughs> if you have that luxury, I am a huge fan of naps. And the older I get, the more it starts to wreak havoc with my sleep. <laughs> so be it. I've created my life and business in a way that I have that flexibility. Yesterday afternoon, it was four. I, I was just like, I have to close my eyes. I have to close my eyes. And TMI or not, it's probably my age and hormones. So there's that. But I, I didn't care, you guys. And then I was up a little bit late last night. And I was like, I mean, late, like 1.30-ish. That's late for me. And I, I hit a point where I was like, well, I'm just going to read a novel and wait till my eyes are just burning and I have to close them. And that was fine. And set my alarm which I don't ever do, but I didn't set it too early. I was like, you're, you're going to fall asleep late. Give yourself a little window. So really learning to be present, regardless of where you're at, is key, truly, to succeeding and growing a sustainable business. The tiny Buddha quote was phrased much more eloquently, but you get the idea. 
But because we can pick up our phone and see how other people are hustling or crushing it, and yes, I am totally bringing back my F the hustle phrase, we can judge ourselves into depression or or illness, truly, in mere minutes. And I don't know if you guys realize it's the only time, not that you'd realize this about me, but about yourselves, I rarely get sick. And part of that, like I use, I was giving myself all this credit, right? Like I like making green juices. I have a juicer and I make, you know, kale, spinach, remain, like all the good stuff. And so for a while I was like, I never get sick because I'm a juicer. I think I never get sick because I don't go out (laughs) in the public a whole lot. Pre-COVID, I was, I just, I kind of my own body outside of traveling or like having set plans. I'm not like out and about on a regular basis. So I'm much less likely (laughs) to get sick, but you know, it's what you don't realize though, is how our emotions can really impact our immune system too. And I'm not a scientist nor a doctor or any of those things. I'm simply speaking from personal experience that when I get worn down or when I'm really tired or have been really hard on myself, which I do much less, at least at a conscious level, um, you know, I don't get sick that much. And, and I think that it, it's so important to start trusting ourselves again. So where I see this a lot are is with social online, when people make these declarations and explanations. Um, and know this, I'm not here to tell anyone they should quit social media or stay off their phones. It's not happening anytime soon for me. I can tell you that much. I don't know that it ever will. You know, when that social dilemma came out on Netflix and people were like, oh, I'm getting off Facebook. And it was just, you know, I, I was thinking about it and I watched it. And then it was a, a Facebook friend who said, you know, this was told from one side of the story. I, I was so appreciative that she was able to really look at it with such an objective perspective and that, you know, a true documentary is not told from one point of view. And I thought, well said, well said. I really appreciated her take on that. And, you know, I thought about it. And I know for myself, I'll tell you what, my hands and my wrists will tell me when it's time to get off my phone more than anything else. Like, oh God, like they get sore. So so there's that. But I want to start with declarations. I do not know when it became so popular to declare to the world what we're doing, you know, and I'm not referring to, you know, sharing something you're working on or towards, you know, or maybe it is asking for accountability or sharing progress. I'm not referring to those types of things. And hopefully, truly, I hope that if you're doing those things, and for the sake of this whole episode, let's assume I'm referring really to business online and marketing online and what that all looks like. I'm not, you know, talking about if you want to, I don't, I don't know. I can't even think of an example because the stuff I share on my personal page on Facebook is quotes or things that are funny or just nice, simple, easy things. I almost said right. And I caught myself. (laughs) I'm referring to the need for people to make ridiculous statements about who they're unfriending or why they're not going to be doing something anymore. You know, they, or they're making these big declarations about I'm cleaning up my friends list. So if you want to be one of the lucky few remaining, you better leave a comment. And I'm 
totally paraphrasing because of course I went to find examples and couldn't see any. I don't know. Maybe it's, you know, so many people are either off social right now. I'm referring specifically to Facebook because of uh, the election here next week, but whatever the case is, it's just these crazy declarations to this huge broad audience. It, I, I just, I don't get it, you know, and I know that these are really obvious, but let's address the less than obvious that are masked as self-care. So declaring to the world that you need a break or that you have to take some time away and won't be responding is asinine. No offense, but you're not that important. <laughs> I mean, truly, people who matter probably have your phone number, email address, or a direct way to get in touch with you. Or if maybe if there's someone that you've been chatting with or you've been online a lot with, you know, just say heads up, I need to get some work done this week, you know, or or whatever. But I I feel like every time here's an example, you guys. I remember with uh having a conversation with a friend years ago, and uh she was very much like, oh, I'm not ashamed of anything. I'll tell anybody anything. And I'm like, what makes you think anybody else wants to hear that? And your need to put your drama and and what's going on or your story, I mean, that was harsh, your drama, but when harsh things, it's, it's contextual, right? Just like, you know, how and what you share on LinkedIn might be different than what you share in a Facebook or an Instagram story, as an example, or what you share in a private mastermind might be different than what you share in a, in a public Facebook group. But so much of this stuff is contextual. And what happens that I think you don't quite realize, and when I say you, I'm referring to universal you, right? Is when you do these things, what what is it you're hoping to gain by making declarations? Or, you know, I'll tell anybody anything. Again, what makes you think anybody else wants to hear that? I don't understand this. And and so subtly things start happening that you, you're doing this because you're expecting a reaction, you're expecting a comment, or you're hoping. And then what does it do to your self-esteem and sense of self-worth when you don't get that? Or when you get the, you know, the the odd comment that is derogatory or negative, all of a sudden. You have just completely created drama in your life that didn't need to exist. And the thing is, self-care, guys, the magic word in that is self, right? Declaring to the world that you have to take a break, it's just ridiculous. You know, like I said, people who really matter can get in touch with you. If you have a community or an email list, this can be addressed, addressed excuse me, directly to them. But you do it in a way that supports your well-being. More often than not, it comes across like an attempt for sympathy or coddling. The most recent experience I have was losing my mom last year. I didn't care. Honestly, I mean, I mean, obviously, I'm not referring to to lose my mother. That was the most devastating thing. Um, And I lost my husband at 32. So, you know, but it's, I knew that I had to put myself first. I knew that it was so incredibly painful that I had to allow myself the space and the time to process, period. The last thing I cared about was marketing, 
or communicating. When I came out of the fog, I shared it on a podcast where I cried recording it. And I'm not here to say that that everything needs to be so raw and vulnerable, but you know, outside of sharing that my mom had passed, I wasn't hanging out looking for more sympathy every day. Anyways, and you guys, this is coming across super judgmental, and that's not what what I'm trying to get across here. What I'm trying to say is that I I really think these public declarations hurt who we are more than help. So again, if you've got a community or a list, address them directly, but make sure it supports your well-being, not a need, because it's kind of like I saw somebody got kind of offended one time and they were, she was, it was weird. And it was just a a Facebook friend. Nobody I've ever even had a conversation with about getting bugged with all the false birthday wishes. And I was like, Oh my God, people will look for any reason to be offended. But the truth is like, I don't think about who does or doesn't wish me happy birthday on Facebook. Like I really don't. It, it feels great and it's fun. And I think it's one of the I don't know. It is a total dopamine hit and it's a sweet, lovely thing. And it's fun to see or when high school friends or childhood friends pop up and that type of thing. But like, I, I, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It's, it's not what defines my birthday as being a good day or not. So I think we have to be conscious of what we're doing. Because here's the thing. Every single time you look outside of yourself for what you need, you're perpetuating the problem. And I'm going to say this again, I am not referring, nor will I ever be referring to people who need professional help. Y'all know I still talk to my therapist and I have zero intentions of stopping that. Literally, you guys, I'm the only client she talks to anymore until she's ready, you know, and then it'll just be saying hello every now and then. But the truth is, you know, getting help and guidance from a therapist, a mentor, coach, or community is reaching out so that you can gain the tools and skills that you have to implement. You know, there is a difference between a conscious decision and this isn't working in my life or this doesn't feel good. How can I personally shift that? You know, I remember um, having a conversation with my mom a few times about um, someone who was in therapy and you know, my mom's like, God, doesn't seem like the therapy, like it's working. Da, da, da. I was like, mom, <laughs> I'm like, therapy only works if you do the work. You got to be honest and you have to be willing to look in the mirror and you have to be willing to take responsibility. And it, it is not the responsibility. It's, it's like a business coach. If you're not going to deploy or implement or pull the trigger on what they're coaching you on, it's not on the coach. It's on you. But when you see people hopping from thing to thing to thing to thing, it's because they've not done the work, or maybe they have, it didn't work how they wanted. So they move on instead of going back and saying, all right, what do I need to learn from this? What do I need to learn? It's that whole throwing the baby out with the bathwater, right? So using the above as an example, again, above, because I'm, I've got my post in front of me guys, but I'm talking about a therapist, a mentor coach, um, or even like a tight knit community. Anything that you gain from that is going to work when you do the work. And that's one of the reasons that I continued and love working with my therapist. I don't get away with anything with her. I mean, straight up, she'll say the universe did that you did this. 
And I appreciate it. And it's because I respect her and love her that I can hear that. And I just, I made a really conscious choice that I wanted to move through my life differently. I will, for the rest of my life, work on being the best version of myself. That doesn't mean I'm, you know, reading every self-help book under the sun. It's learning to listen to myself and trust myself. But the truth is, you do not need to declare what you will or won't be doing to anyone, least of all the freaking internet. Own your choices. Take complete responsibility for what you do or don't do. I really, I, I just think it happens at such a subconscious level. You don't realize it, but you're chipping away at your belief in yourself every single time you declare something to the vast unknown that is the internet. Because if you're not somebody who has performed well, with massive public accountability, what's going to happen when you make a declaration that you don't live up to? What does that do to your sense of self? What does that do to your belief and trust in yourself? The idea is not more. The the idea is not, well, I'm going to be harder on myself. Here's a great example, guys. And maybe you've heard of this or you've seen it. There's something out there called the hard 75. And it's, it's, you know, yeah, I, I forget what it is. I think it's free. It's a challenge, but it's 75 days. I think you're supposed to do two workouts a day. You, you know, journal, you do this, you do this. And it's like, I have muted or, or unfollowed people who are doing it. Cause I just get tired of this need to look at me, look at how hard I'm working to improve my life. I have to work this. And it's just this massive, Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. And that is, that's the state of social media. I totally get it. And I am not ignorant enough to think that I know how everybody thinks and feels, right? And I love accountability. I really, really do. But accountability for me works with a trusted few. I am not going to set myself up for, you know, you learn at a certain point in life, the always and the nevers. Be careful when you say those things because I can tell you things that I said I would never do that I've done, or I always will do this. And that's completely changed. I'm a totally different person than I was 15 years ago. I can tell you that right now. What happens, and this is uh, Kim's armchair psychologist view on what happens at a deeper level, but there's like this invisible shit show of epic proportions that starts playing out in your subconscious mind. And before you know it, you have to crowdsource opinions on the most minute details of your life. I, it, it's it's ridiculous to me when I see, you know, and don't get me wrong, I'm all for which logo do you like best? Because I think that's sort of pre-marketing. But so many times people will not pull a trigger until they get an opinion or this or that. And the truth is, unless you're paying for someone else's opinion, it's all on you, sweetheart. It is all on you. That is so sarcastic and snarky, isn't it? Sorry. Uh, But I read an article today and I highly recommend you take the time to read this and really process it. It was fantastic. It was on Medium and it's called, uh, the title of the article is Stop Showing Up as Your Authentic Self by John Gorman. What I loved about this, I'm going to read you a couple paragraphs from it, but he talks about struggle porn and we've all seen those Facebook posts, right? Where it's, you know... I was broken, had no money to my name. I was da 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 da. And it's this long, epic post about how hard life was and that we're hashtag blessed and, and all of that stuff. And it's, it's, 
uh, uh, let me just read these two. And I highly recommend this. This resonated so much with me because it's kind of funny when you think about, you know, the authenticity movement for lack of a better explanation, because just be you like, why do we have to work to be authentic? It's, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. All right. So here are a couple paragraphs to give you an idea of this. The big print word cloud tropes of quote unquote authenticity movement are concepts like gratitude, mindfulness, and self-love. These are often dispensed as free ideas, but they've been mostly filtered and distilled beyond the point of attainability. Gratitude, mindfulness, and self-love ladder up to a sort of nouveau rich, nouveau riche luxury brand where being your best self is the new conspicuous consumption. All sound baths, yoga retreats, and digital detoxes, soul cycle, green juice, and sea turtle conservatories in Costa Rica, available to almost everyone, affordable to almost no one. The shame we feel while eavesdropping on these super positive superhumans no longer lies entirely in seeing so closely what we wish we had, but rather in coming face to face with who we wish we could be if we weren't so damn busy worrying about what the direct deposit will hit next, when the direct deposit will hit next, or if there will be free and fair elections in America anymore. Enough said, you guys. This whole influencer and and the the behind the scenes truth that it took an influencer 125 shots to get the right image. It, it's just uh, it's kind of ridiculous. So let's move on to explanations. Please, please, please stop explaining yourself. You do not know. Oh, I put no. This is good when I've written the post out and I'm like, you do not know. You do not owe anyone an explanation for what you do in your business. I'm not talking about partners, whether it be a business partner or a spouse, a life partner. Want to leave a Facebook group? Leave. Want to unsubscribe from an email list? Hit unsubscribe. Want to stop spending so much time on social? Go for it. Now, as someone who can be a little bit sensitive, and I actually do care about other people, contrary to what this all sounds like, and I'm really not this complete hard ass, but if this is a good friend or someone you care about, I understand maybe telling them why you're doing what you're doing, but for the most part, meh, not really, because the funny thing is, again, we're not that important, you guys. You know, like, there. I don't know about you, I, how many times have you subscribe to an email list twice. And then I'll make sure when I unsubscribe with one email, I'm like, Oh, I'm on the list twice. And the truth is the person's probably never even going to see that. You know, I really try not to look at unsubscribes anymore because as much as I don't want to be paying for people who don't want to be there, I'm still like, why'd you leave? (laughs) But it's not about us really. But for the most part, do these things and do them just anonymously. Be, you know what I mean? Like, just do what you need to do. And as much of some as, as, as some of the stuff drives me a little bit crazy, so more, what is up? I can't talk. So much more of this is coming from a place of concern for my fellow entrepreneurs, because I have, I have been there and I am there at times. Absolutely. The fact that we can compare ourselves to anyone within seconds of picking up our phone speaks volumes. I saw something earlier that was referring to, um, like it breaks my heart when I see young girls with filters. I'm like, oh, honey, you don't need it. And it's just, it's sad to me, but that's a whole other conversation. 
Um, you know, some, one of the things I love to do is I, I, I love trying to find real life examples, or maybe I should say, you know, like an offline example of some of that behavior. So <laughs> think about how funny this is. And like, I could totally see this as like an SNL skit, Saturday Night Live, if you're not in the States. Um, but it, it's like, would you walk into a party and declare to everyone that if they don't say hello or engage at some point during the evening, you're going to cut them out of your life? I mean, really, you know, or it, it, it's just, it's crazy. Or how about the overly sensitive way people get pissy about upsells or marketing? Why on earth would you get offended that someone is trying to sell you something else when you've clicked through to find out more or to potentially buy the first thing? You know, when you go to the grocery store, do you get offended or put off because it's close to Halloween? They put a table of Halloween cupcakes and treats right in front of you. No, or that they're trying to upsell you with a checkout with gum or candy or magazines. You know, it's nothing surprises me more than the offense people take at how other people market. Turn the channel. It's, it's literally that simple, you guys. You know, one of the things, and I think I will probably do a full episode, and it's going to be titled An Open Letter to Russell Brunson. Because this guy, I don't know Russell personally. I've met him a couple times at events. He wouldn't remember me if I said boo. But I just, so many people hate on this guy and hate on ClickFunnels. And my friend Allegra, who has some of the best sayings, said something about something one time. Uh, I was sharing, uh, there's a great article, and I probably shared this recently, uh, by Nathan Barry about a billion dollar blog and how blogs have led to big other companies excuse me. And I remember sharing it with someone and they were like, Oh, but he didn't show this or he didn't do that. And it's like, it was, to me, it was an inspiration piece period. But (laughs) Allegra said, you know, I'm not hating on anybody that's got a 12 or $15 million plus monthly recurring revenue business or has spilt X, Y, Z. And to me, that's what I see with Russell. I have never seen him. uh, And again, I don't know. This is a simple example. You don't have to like click funnels, but you cannot deny what he's built. I mean, how how could you there are what a hundred thousand click funnels users or something? It's insane. He markets with integrity. I think he is a an honest human being. He is he is so unapologetically himself in a kind and unassuming way. The guy's got plenty of money, could probably could probably, I'm sure he doesn't ever have to work another day in his life. He's got an insane house. I see nothing but decency from this human being though. I do not understand it. it what happens at least in my percept, perspective, perspective, perception, Kim can't speak is it's just this, this jealousy and this nastiness that comes from it. And you don't have to like it or agree with it. Move on, move on. It, it's really, really simple. Um, this need that people should behave the way we expect them to behave or market the way we think they should market does nothing for your own sense of self-worth. That's where this is coming from. You know, I think a lot of people think they're being altruistic, but it comes as, across as insecure, petty, and jealous. It really, really does. My therapist shared a phrase with me that I'm going to do my best to remember here. And the, the author, um, which I had to Google to see how our name was spelled, Araya Mountain Dreamer. But it's something to the effect of 
Are you willing to let others feel betrayed in order not to betray yourself? So going back and circling back to Russell Brunson, I would say unapologetically that he for sure is. He is um, a practicing Mormon. He's very proud of his faith. He doesn't push it down ClickFunnels customers' throats. He's got a podcast. He's public about his faith. And he's not willing to betray himself, regardless of whether other people want to hear it or not. And again, he doesn't share that side of himself to his ClickFunnels audience, because that's not why he's serving them. That's not what they're about, right? The point is, I think that that quote is really powerful. So if you step back and say, I'm not, I'm not willing to do this, or you know what, I need to do this so that I can live with myself. If you need to get out of Facebook groups, do it for yourself. If you need to unsubscribe, you do it for you. And like I said earlier, if you feel the need to tell someone who you have a relationship with and you care about them, like a real friendship, right? Then do so. But, but these explanations and declarations to the public, I honestly feel that they do more harm than good. You do not need to explain yourself. You know, just because someone can show up in messenger and you've had conversations with them before doesn't mean you owe them an answer when they show up uninvited or ever for that matter. You know, I know for myself more often than not, I'm the one who's created the precedence, which is great because it also means I get to change it. And this is where the magic of self-responsibility really starts to show itself. You say to yourself, you know, you if, if, you know, someone's emailing you asking for help all the time and you started off helping and answering and all of a sudden it's gotten out of control. Guess what? You get to change that immediately. And you don't have to explain yourself when someone's not paying you, they haven't hired you. You get to decide now, if this is a friendship or whatever, you also have to be able to live with yourself in terms of how do I navigate this in a way? Because I still care about this person and, and I, I need to make this clear, but, but your first responsibility is truly to yourself guys. And another thing, <laughs> another thing my therapist says to me, but you know, we all get to mess up. You guys, we, we get to disappoint each, each other, other people make mistakes. It's going to happen. None of us are exempt from doing the wrong things at the wrong time or hurting someone's feelings. These things happen. It's just taking responsibility from it and moving on and learning. My goal with all of this is truly that we start protecting our own well-being with the same energy we give to the approval of others. And let me say this loud and clear to the people in the back too. I am absolutely 100% speaking to myself just as much as I'm speaking to all of you. I'm just sort of on this mission lately, you guys, that, you know, when I talked about what it means to just show up, this is also showing up. This is showing up for you. This is saying I matter. I, I get to matter most in my life. And if you're not selfish, you're selfless. And at the end of the day, if being selfless leads to resentment, you're not doing anybody any good. Um, you know, when I start to feel resentful, it's usually because I have not set clear boundaries or I've not taken care of myself. There's one other thing that I have to address that goes right along with my request that you please stop making declarations and explanations. And that is 
to start implementing. This is not me screaming at you to do the work because I think I've screamed enough in this episode. Not really, but just start implementing that this, this whole internet space, online business, like life is crazy right now. If, if you sit down and make a list of everything that's to be done, you're going to feel so overwhelmed. You cannot get it all done in a day. And, you know, it's funny that so many old phrases and sayings, like how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? They sound trite, but there's a reason they've stuck around. They've stuck around because there's truth. There's validity to it. So I gave an example a couple of episodes back of a friend who wants to do an e-commerce project with me. I'm all in. This was originally an idea of mine, a brand of mine. And I am going to tell a story that's not in the post. I want to circle back to nothing is more powerful than an idea whose time has come. So that's <laughs> that was a public announcement to myself to remember. Um, so I'm all in. But I also made it clear that I don't have the time to create, build, and manage any social profiles for this brand. My name's not going to be attached to this. It's just an e-commerce brand uh, that has a positive message. Excuse me. Here's the thing. She absolutely has the time to do this, but she's letting her fear of not knowing how to do it get in the way. If I have to do that too, then this is mine. I'm going to tell you that right now. That's where I'm at in my life at this point. That if I'm not doing something 50-50 or 70-30, if Kim's doing 100%, it's just not, it's not going to happen. And there's a level which comes back to me because I need to have this difficult conversation. And that says, you know, um, she'll ask me about, Oh, did you talk to that person about this or that? And I'm like, no, I haven't yet. And it's like, I, you, you kind of feel that disappointment, but at the same time, I'm thinking you were supposed to do this months ago. And this happens in all relationships and partnerships. Although I will say I really, really with Jody and I, there's such a, um, supportive balance and it has been the easiest, most brilliant partnership that I think I've ever had in terms of business. But, you know, I'm not pulling the trigger on that until I see something on her end, which basically means it's probably not going to happen, at least not until I have the time. I know so many people who are working on things and they're waiting for them to be perfect or to have the money or until they can hire someone. You know, I would be willing to bet that next year at this exact same time, they're going to be in exactly the same position. Even if they pull the trigger on something, because they haven't gone to the root issue, which isn't their skill set, money, or time. And I know this is going to also sound really trite. And I've learned this. Oh my God, have I learned this in the last few years? The most important thing to succeeding in business is your mindset. You have got to get your mind right, and you need to work at getting and keeping your mind right. There are so many things that I didn't like doing or wasn't comfortable. I keep using the example of copywriting. I, I, oh my Lord, I hate it. (laughs) And it wasn't until really taking the time and doing the, what I call behind the scenes work that you can't see. It's not that tangible to sit and do story brand or to figure out and go through, you know, I shared with you guys that I um, have, uh, I bought Vanessa Lau's boss gram. This woman is just, she's such a breath of fresh air because she works her butt off. She does the work, but I have 
like I, I, in my head, like, I'm like, I know who I serve, what the problems I solve, blah, blah, blah. Super, super clear on that with content creators planner and circling back to kind of relaunch Kim Doyle and get the podcast going and stuff. It, I, I really had to sit back and say, okay, who am I serving? And by the way, uh, marketing secrets, Russell Brunson did have a great podcast episode. And just so you guys know, like I don't use click funnels. I love his content. I love his marketing. I don't have any affiliation here. It, it resonates with me. And if it doesn't resonate with you to each their own, there's none of that, but he had a great episode on getting clear on who you serve first. So often people will think, Oh, I have this product idea, or I want to do this, or I should sell this. And and you can figure out how to sell it and, and who to put it in front of. So it makes money, but it's not sustainable. And he gives a great example pre click funnels, I think his company was called dot-com secrets and he would come up with products or services or coaching. And he, he figured out how to sort of play the game, but it wasn't until he got clear on who he served and the problems he solved that things really blew up for him. You know? So I think coming from that perspective, you know, until you do that work, until you get clear and say, you know, who am I and who do I serve and how do I help them? What are the problems they have? And how do I, how do I show up and what is sustainable for me? Everything works if you stick with it. And what I'm saying is not for you to do everything. Podcasting works, live stream works, written content works, um, visuals work, Instagram works, Facebook, they, it all works. Email marketing works. I will always recommend people build out properties they own first, but meaning your own website, your own email list, all that stuff works, but you have to, you have to be able to sustain it. I, to this day, LinkedIn is like yawn to me. I'm not saying I won't ever jump on, but whatever. I spend the bulk of my time on Facebook and Instagram. I love podcasting. I do have fun doing live stream videos. Um, I'd like to do more of that. I'd like to incorporate some of that into my YouTube channel next year, but Either way, what can I what can I do that works for me? What do I enjoy doing? What's sustainable? But again, just circling back that if you don't get your mindset right, you you can't level up. And that is such a hypey internet marketing term. You know, the next level, level up. Whatever that looks like to you. Maybe you just want to be able to, you know, cover your mortgage. Maybe you want a seven, eight, or eight figure business. Don't apologize for that either. That's the other thing that makes me absolutely nutty with, with online marketers. Why is it wrong if somebody wants nice things to each their own? That is no more, that is no less sacred or, or meaningful just because maybe they don't want to, you know, build a nonprofit. There's nothing wrong with it. The, the quicker you can pull judgment out of how other people do things, the quicker you're going to see yourself getting in alignment and the right people resonating with you. Because I, I told you guys a few episodes ago, I'm going to start getting more into this stuff. I truly believe everything is energy. And when you're operating from a place of fear and lack and judgment, that's what you attract. And really the idea that other people doing what is best for them is a personal attack on you is ludicrous. You kind of need to get over yourself. All right. So let's, let's go ahead and try and end on a better note here. And I'm sorry, I know this turned ranty, but I'm I'm on such a mission. I I just want to see people 
doing things that they enjoy, that make them happy, that earns them a quality of life and an income and a living that works for them. You get to decide what that looks like. All right. I don't want to leave you hanging or wondering why the bucket you listened to this episode and now you feel like crap, right? And by the way, this is what I've started to do for myself is if any of this is stung or maybe, you know, you're judging yourself or you're annoyed with me, use that as an indicator that something needs to shift. When I start finding myself feeling bad or, or coming down on myself, I know instantly I'm out of alignment that the second I start stressing or feeling in fear, I know that I'm, I'm disconnected from my source. I'm out of alignment. Something is off. And that's when I don't necessarily dig in and try to figure it out, but I go take a nap or I take my dogs out back or I go for a walk or I take a bath or I read a novel. I do something to get me out of my own mind because you, you cannot solve the problem with the same mind that created it. So a friend of mine and a uh, coaching client sent me an email yesterday, an update. He was sharing how he had found himself kind of comparing himself to other people and feeling like he was going to get lost in the, in the sea of noise online. I'm paraphrasing. And, you know, he's just, man, talk about really working hard to be the best version of yourself. So Bertrand, if you're listening to this, you, you inspire me, but I was, I was sharing with him that I'd recently listened to an episode of the capitalism podcast with Ryan Daniel Moran and quick side note. I mentioned last in the last episode that I had thought about joining his, uh, the 1%. I keep botching this. I'm like, is it the 1%, the top 1% way to pay? I think it's just called the 1%. Anyway, I, and I linked to him in the post and said, I, I just literally don't have the time to be a part of a community right now and knowing that it was going from $97 a month to two ninety seven, but that I'd be willing to make that investment when I could show up fully. He left a comment on the post and said, we'll be here when you're ready. Class act. I, that's the kind of stuff. How many times have you mentioned, you know, an influencer or uh, somebody of a different, I'll just say economic space. He's sold seven, eight figure e-commerce companies and whatnot. Um, that they take the time. It was, it was just a, it was classy anyway. So I was sharing with uh, my friend that I had listened to a recent episode where uh, Ryan had interviewed Trevor Blake. Trevor Blake has sold three companies for $600 million while working five hours a day and remaining a solo entrepreneur. Here's the cool thing because I had never, I had no idea who this guy was. And let me just say, <laughs> there's nothing in me that thinks I'm supposed to know everybody in every space, right? That's not my point. What got me really excited was that it's it's such a reminder and a testament. Every single time I discover someone new or I learn about something that wasn't even on my radar, it's like it snaps me out of this little bubble that I'm in where you know, here's, here's an example. Have you ever had a call, a call or a conversation with somebody and you're like, oh, well, do you know that? And they're like, no, no. And I'll, I'll do sort of like the, it sounds like name dropping and I'm not referring to name dropping that I know, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I'm pals with these people. It's more of a, I've read this book or I've read this article or I took this course, that, that type of a reference. And I, I dig it because it, it reminds me 
that, you know, like the internet marketing space, online marketing, or even WordPress, it, they're kind of small communities in and of themselves. But all you need to do, it's kind of that six degrees of separation thing with within it. But if you step three feet to the left, or, or, you know, you take 10 steps in front of you, all of a sudden, you're outside of that space. And there are so many people to do business with and serve. Your audience is out there, but you cannot keep looking in the same place you've been looking. And so find those ways. And it, it really, it really, really gets me excited. And so when you find, you know, an interview or, um, I don't know, a YouTube video, or here's a better one is, you know, even on Amazon, obviously I'm a big book person. And so, you know, look at what else people are reading. All of a sudden you just realize there's plenty, there's plenty to go around and just keep doing you, boo. Right. Um, sorry, I had to, I couldn't resist. But even though we're operating this global economy and we can do business 24 7, you will, when you step outside of your niche, your space, you'll discover a whole new world. Which, cue Aladdin, that song got stuck in my brain as I was writing this. And then all of a sudden, you start to feel hopeful again. So when you get in those places in your brain, which really, This is when you get in those places in your brain, have those go-to resources, whether it's like I mentioned, whether it's taking a nap or a bath or exercise or getting out of the house, whatever you need to do, but not just that, have those people that lift you up. Do not, I don't have people that will jump on a bitching bandwagon with me. Hello. Because I, I can't go there and I'm not. I'm not opposed to, I just need to vent and get this out of my body. And then you move on. But when it starts falling flat because nobody wants to hear it anymore, it's a big indicator. So have those people that will not let you get away with your BS and own it. But you need hope. You need, you need that I can do this. And so that is your responsibility. It is not the responsibility of the internet to tell you, it's okay, or you're going to, you know, all of those things. And I'll tell you what, for someone who likes to be vulnerable and share, I really do it from a place that serves me first. Obviously, I'm hoping there's value in it. I'm sharing it because I believe there's value in it. But I don't share it like when I'm in the thick of it that like, let's quick example of looking back at lead surveys when I was trying to launch a SaaS with my friend. I shared the whole thing afterward. We're still friends. I adore him. He's fantastic. And I shared it when I got perspective on it. When you're in it is not the time because if you can't be objective, then keep it to yourself. I I think it's, it's really getting honest with where you can take responsibility getting honest with yourself about where, you know what, I've done this, 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 and this in the past, and it's never worked. So maybe it's time to try something different. And I'm not talking about marketing strategies here. Um, You know, really looking at, (laughs) my therapist gave me another analogy. She said, let's look at it this way. She said, you've cleaned the vase, but you've not scrubbed it, right? So sometimes you have to go deeper and sometimes you need to look at it. Most of it will always come back to self-responsibility. You know, 
I really hope more than anything that you discover what resonates with you. And then you start to remember why you got into business in the first place. And if you're tired of seeing the same people with launches and, you know, millions of dollars, and I did this much, if that doesn't fuel you, turn it off, unsubscribe, block, mute, do whatever you need to do to stay in alignment. And this is going to be one more quick side rant. This got a little bit long and I'm sorry, but it's kind of like there's so much pontificating on social also. And this idea that if you're not, you guys, I have unfollowed and muted so many people in the last few months because of the political, you know, rants and tirades and whatever. And the idea that I'm narrow-minded because I'm not reading someone else's opinion is bullshit. I get to choose what goes into my mind, my heart, my soul, and how I feel. Does that mean I can't hear that stuff? No. But this idea that you're going to get truthful, honest, respectful rhetoric on social, I don't know anybody. That was a total ALF, if you guys remember ALF, the TV show. I don't know anybody that. I get to decide what goes into my brain and my mind and my heart. Like, so all of that. If, if that stuff doesn't work with you, turn it the F off. Okay, that was super ranty. It just kills me though. It really is funny to me that other people think, I don't know. Anyways, okay, that's a whole other conversation too. I want you to start trusting yourself again. And so don't make declarations. You know, Don't explain yourself to people that haven't earned that. Keep that in the back of your head. You know, those you know, an apology or an explanation or a, can you help me hold accountable? Those things are earned by people that can hold your heart and protect it. You know, take the time to figure out what feels right. It it seems, you know, it's like we've forgotten that we're hardwired to know what's good for us. We have instincts. And when we trust them, I mean, do you ever do that? Like how many times you've gone back? You're like, I knew I shouldn't have worked with that person. Or I knew as soon as I sent that proposal, this was going to be a nightmare or that didn't sound right or whatever it is, you know, take the time and, and then go do it without having to declare or explain it. I almost forgot the thing I wanted to circle back and tell you guys this. And then I promise this is it. <laughs> Oh, goodness. This I I, uh, anyways. So as I've been getting ready, um, we're wrapping up my site with uh, Devinder. And I've really been doing this digging, I've been doing a lot of copy lately, like I've shared with you guys. And so and it's funny, it's way easier to do copy for other people than yourself. And so I started looking at I'm also in the process of moving everything over to Hayax. I think I shared with you guys that I won that lifetime account, it's courses and funnels and everything. It's it's great. So I was like, okay, I'm doing all this content strategy, content marketing and content creators planner. It's still a, a piece of what I do with Kim Doyle, but I am going to be stepping into a mastermind group coaching that I'm offering. And who and I, I was going through and doing some of this work that Vanessa Lau has in her program about who do you serve? What are their challenges? Re- literally, you guys printing this stuff out and pen and paper, all of this. And so I started looking at some of the the funnels I'd planned 
and like the free opt-ins that I've got or doing a, a masterclass. And I thought, ah, I don't know that this creates that logical next step. So if someone comes into my space, the just show up element, right? And the F the hustle. <laughs> um, I have all these three word rebellions we talked about last week. But what is a logical step that that I don't want someone to come in and go, you were teaching me content marketing. Now you're telling me about, you know, just show up in mindset. And I, I'm not, I'm, there's a disconnect there. Here's the crazy thing, guys. Six years ago, and I know this because that's when the files were dated in Dropbox. Six years ago is when I was feeling that pull to shift from the WordPress chick to Kim Doyle. And the designer that I had been working with at the time, she is a mom of four little ones now. She's just, oh, she was great. One of those, you know, that some people just get you. It's kind of like every time Jody sends me graphics, I was like, oh my God, I love that. She's like, you're so easy. I'm like, simple pleasures, but I know what I like. So anyway, six years ago, I had been, I, is when I started and I didn't pull the trigger until 2018. And I had come up with stuff. And that's really when Just Show Up started really resonating with me. And it, it long story short, I already created all this, you guys. I was blown away that I have a masterclass, which I can go deeper in now. And it's on finding your voice and vision and how that relates to marketing and all of this stuff. Because I'm also one of those people that like, I really want that tangible. You know, I, I appreciate sort of the amb- uh, ambiguous side of things and the, the mindset and the deeper stuff, but I also need tangible. I want results. People want a transformation in business. And I thought, this is freaking wild. This is, you know, it was that, you know, Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz, you always had it in you. And I thought, this is wild. It's come full circle. And, you know, when we're ready, we step into it fully. And so I'm just going to end this on be kind to yourself. Start trusting yourself. You know, the next time you think you're going to, you need to post something for approval or to make a point. Give your say, give yourself an hour, 24 hours, say, you know what, if I still feel this way tomorrow, I'm going to do it. But more than anything, remind yourself that that space and those opinions need to be earned and you are worthy of, of everything inside of you that you know feels right for you. So now I'm just talking in circles. So I'm going to go ahead and end this episode. I love you guys tons. Thanks for listening. If this resonated with you, I would love to hear it. As always, if you've not left a review, it would mean the world to me. And I will catch you next time. I've got an amazing interview. It's going to really piggyback off of this uh, with Nathan Zadworn. He's coming up uh, next week. So I think you're going to enjoy that. So stay tuned Well, for next week. <laughs> Have a happy Halloween. And here we go, guys. Jumping into November in just a few days. Okay. Catch you next time.